fun, but you know there's no chance. Like a friendly banter. Like a friendly banter. <laughs> but then it would... Everybody's afraid of being judged of themselves. Or the For filters. who they truly are. For example, you eating like... You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that candle is like exactly the color of your face, and it's so beautiful. Can you just put the candle here, like next to your face? I just want to admire it while we talk. Oh my god! Oh my god! Singleness. I think that. That's like actually, I like that. I like that. We could do. Yeah, and plus it's already singleness, relationships, sex. They all kind of are interrelated. So I think exactly. So singleness. Singleness. There's so many places that you could start when trying to tackle the concept of what singleness is. Right. But we'll start with, I'll, I'll ask a question. Okay. For you having been single until you were, what, 18 years old or something? Yeah. And then you were in a three-year relationship, three-and-a-half-year relationship. Right. And now you're single again. Yes. How do you think you view singleness now versus how you did before your relationship, if you can even remember <gasps> oh. what that was like? Because obviously you've grown so much and all that. Right. Oh, that's a very good question. Let me meander. Let me marinate in my thoughts for a bit. Mm. Or, do you have an answer? Okay, what was your other question? Yeah, what were some essentials that helped you make that transition in the most healthy and healing way, I guess? Okay, so essentials making the transition from dating to being single? Yes. And okay. like... It's just like, that's a long relationship. And so I think for people coming out of long relationships, it's easy mm. to want to go back to it or to, yes. um, like hop into the next one. Yeah. Or so, especially for a long amount of time. Exactly. Yeah. And cause you're, it's, it's not just a, oh, I was once in a relationship and now I'm single. Mm -hmm. It's a whole entire lifestyle change. And I think what helped for you yeah. is that, you know, the last half year of your relationship was mm -hmm. long distance and mm -hmm. so technically mm -hmm. lifestyle wise things didn't change so much right but do you have answers to either of those questions okay so i think one thing that i did during during the relationship that helped mm. healing after i got out of that relationship oh. is the whole and we talked about it before mm. but that whole um idea of maintaining your own independence mm. and really recognizing the fact that you are your own person mm. throughout dating, throughout that entire relationship. And it isn't until when you make the next step and then when you get married, then that's when you quote become one with the other person. Right. So I think something that really helped that we both did during the relationship is that we both like we made sure that we were our own independent people right and of course a lot of the times people would pair us together or if one person was going to this social function then it's like oh is the other person going there too but i think people also were able to distinguish between Mm. Like, just because I'm doing something doesn't mean he's doing that too and vice versa. Yeah. And so, I think obviously something simple is just having some different interests so that you can maintain that, quote, independence or whatnot. Mm. But I think it really has to be something that you just know within mm. yourself, both in your mind and in your heart, that this is someone who is obviously a very, very special person and they're they're... At a different level than just a friendship, mm -hmm. 
But at the same time, that doesn't mean that you have to give up your entire identity or your own interests if they don't line up with your your significant other's interests. Mm-hmm. Um, and to make sure that you ha- still have your own friends as well. Like, it's really good, I think, to have all those mutual friends. Right. But I think to set aside the time where there's always so many people who say, oh my goodness, once my friend got into a relationship, I never saw her again. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I think something that's so important, right. and I think something that I think a lot of my friends are really good at too, who are in relationships, is being able to set aside time just for their friends or just quote girl time or whatever that is and for the other for yourself to encourage your partner to also have that time right with their friends yeah um and that you don't always have to hang out together right you don't in no means there's no clinginess Uh, but I think for both people so I think from that experiencing that in my previous relationship that both helped me now because I I already have my individual mm-hmm. and individuality and independence coming out of the relationship, mm-hmm. and then also going into my next relationship, mm-hmm. I'm just my own person. Mm-hmm. And whatever relationship you're in, you're going to be with a completely different person. With the idea that I'm not going to completely change all that all who I am just for this one person yeah. or become someone that I never used to be yeah. or abandon all of the relationships and all the friendships I had before this right after meeting this person. Yeah. So mm. I think just that balance as well. Right. That totally makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like like bringing in that aspect of faith for us since we have faith in our lives mm-hmm. is something that is so, I think, crucial to that um, individuality factor mm-hmm. that you're talking about is how whether you're single or in a relationship, you can have a very personal, individual relationship with Mm. God that is maintained throughout your entire life, regardless of if you're single or married or whatever. Like, it's still always you and God. You still have that personal relationship with Jesus that always comes first. And, like, only through that, you know, that vertical relationship is the means through which you give into your horizontal relationships. I don't know. I was, like, when you're you're talking about that, I had a side, like, a tangent question. Okay. And, yeah, I don't know if you want to say something else about what you were saying before. Okay. A question for if there's someone, because... You know, we know different people in relationships. Yeah, if someone's in a relationship and they feel that they are unable to make that distinction to other people, that they're their own entity, like a whole community sees them as one thing. And they're just like, why? Like, I am my own person. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have any encouragement or, like, tangible, practical advice? Oh, that's a really good question. The The honking. The perks of living in Vancouver. (laughs) (laughs) And just like anything else, you yourself always have a role to play in anything. Mm -hmm. So I think with that being said, if it's the hypothetical situation that you were kind of outlining. Mm -hmm. um, Or real. (laughs) Exactly. Or real. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that's where it becomes important as the individual, especially if you begin to notice that. And mm-hmm. if it kind of starts to bother you, right, um, where I know that all these people are grouping us together, and yes, I am in a relationship with him or with her, but I want them to just see myself as my own person. So I, I think always the first step is to kind of see, okay, what can I do in this situation? How can I evaluate the, the choices and the actions I have 
done that may have led people to have this idea. Mm. So I think that's kind of the first step is to look within yourself because the only actions that you can control are your own. Mm-hmm. And then True. I think after doing that is to really just, and obviously easier said than done, but to really just put to the side what other people are saying and what other people are thinking mm. because who knows? And I've done this too. I've, I've assumed before what other people have thought and mm. that wasn't even what they were thinking. Right. So that could be the case. So maybe to stop making assumptions about what other, what, what other people are thinking. Um, or if you've actually heard other people verbally express that, yeah, to just really come to realize that it doesn't really matter what other people think. Yeah. And of course, that's so much easier said than done. Yeah. And I think that's just a yeah, universal human struggle to, mm-hmm. and maybe for some people with certain personalities over others. Mm-hmm. But I think to some extent, everybody always kind of cares about what other people think about them, especially the close ones. But I think if people are saying, like grouping you guys together and they're not even people that know either of you that well, mm. if they're just acquaintances or yeah. barely, then why should there, why should you even let their opinion mm. um, influence your actions or influence the way that um, you see your own self? Mm. Because I don't know, I think it was probably Tori and Chad yeah. who mentioned once, but yeah i think to obviously just really value the opinions of the people you care about the most but everyone else's Mm. can really be filtered out because they Mm. really don't matter quote unquote and that's not the same as having like not being open-minded to what other people have to say who are different from you that's a completely different thing but i think to be able to distinguish okay this person like i respect them for who they are as a person but i just like i don't really know them they don't really know me so why should i let what they think about me um yeah affect how I see myself that's really no that's really good yeah that's really good and I think that's also just as important to consider the other end where Mm. it's really easy to look at a couple who's dating and to clump Mm. them in and be Mm. like oh yeah just always referring to them in a certain way and then starting to treat them as if they're a single entity I think like as the outside people we can also just be aware and try to be better at Mm. looking at individuals out there and then you know like in a society that puts so much emphasis and so much pressure on that those like sexual romantic relationships like our point of being on this earth is not for those relationships and to to recognize our own biases and and filtering people that way right or like grouping people that way but then being like wait no like everybody is their own child of god and Mm -hmm. god looks at them and sees them as very individual people who Mm -hmm. he loves equally and therefore i should treat them as if like as if that's true like they happen to have a boyfriend but that just happens to be one thing that's going on in their life and there's so much other stuff that's going on in their their life Uh that i can ask them about or talk to them about like when i talk to them i don't have to just be like hey Rhonda, how's how's patrick doing (laughs) it's like no no you can be like hey Rhonda." You know, how's how's Dow's <laughs> relationship with Jesus or something For like that? Sure. <laughs> right. But um, you something else were you saying? I'm just looking through this okay, so obviously you have known that I've been really much enjoying this book, The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller. Everyone should read it. Is she getting married? Highly recommended. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking through yeah, Tim Keller's chapter titled singleness and marriage in this book Mm. and then he has this section 
where he he tells it some practical counsel for marriage seekers. Mm-hmm. So obviously that would kind of be you and I, not yeah. that we're actively seeking marriage right now, but mm-hmm. just in this time of singleness. And knowing that for our future. Yeah, and that it's on our hearts to to get married one day. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely outlined some very good advice. I don't know how many points this is, but then he outlines each point and then kind of talks about each one a little bit in depth. But maybe I'll just read each of the points and then, I don't know, maybe we can talk about one of them in depth. But So the first one, recognize that there are seasons for not seeking marriage. Amen. Yeah, I think that one really... Spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Understand the gift of singleness. Ayo. Mm-hmm. Get more serious about seeking marriage as you get older. Hey. So for all of us young people in our young in our early twenties, let's not worry too much. <laughs> um, do not allow yourself deep emotional involvement with a non-believing person. Oh. As a believer, right. Dang. Um, feel attraction in the most comprehensive sense. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't let things get too passionate too quickly. Ayo. Yep, yep, yep. And then just a couple more here. However, also don't become a faux spouse for someone who won't commit to you. Let's go. Yes, <laughs> queen. Get and submit to lots of community input. Amen. Yes, and that I think that was the final point. Okay. Yeah. And again, these were just for people. Just so yes, advice. this is practical advice for marriage seekers. Mm. Yes, I think this last point actually get and submit to lots of community input. That get and submit. Right. That actually somewhat ties in <laughs> to what we were previously talking about about other people kind of having other people's thoughts. Yeah. Maybe allowing other people's thoughts to. Mm. Not wanting other people to always pair you and your significant other together and mm-hmm. to see yourselves as individuals. So I think in that sense, when we're talking about people outside of the relationship, mm-hmm. I think that point really speaks to the importance of the community over people who are just acquaintances mm-hmm. who don't really know you. Because I think that word community obviously entails that there's this sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. And in order to belong both sides have to intimately know each other. Mm-hmm. And so I think mm-hmm. to be able to include people in your romantic relationship in the sense where your closest friends will know who your boyfriend or girlfriend is. Right. And obviously your parents and your siblings or your, your whole family, to allow them to have input mm-hmm. in that relationship and to allow them to if they ever feel a need to say something, if they feel maybe something's not right, especially as outsiders mm-hmm. looking it looking into the relationship from the outside point of view, I think it is very very important once you are in a relationship to really value your community's advice. That's really good. To recognize, okay, do these people share the same fundamental values that I do? And if they do, and they're saying something that I don't actually agree with, then it's like, okay, hold up. Why are they saying this? And they are probably saying this out of love. And considering that we have the same fundamental values, um, maybe this is a wake-up call for me. But then there's the other side where mm-hmm. it's actually this person and I, we, we don't really see eye to eye on a lot of things. And we don't share the same fundamental values. But we are still friends. Um but they're giving me this advice that I don't really, it doesn't really feel like it sits well with me. Do I listen to it? Do I take the advice? Do I not take the advice? And so I think 
at that point it really comes down to you as an individual um that's the next step of being open to mm-hmm. what the people in your life closest mm-hmm. to you have to say mm-hmm. and what what their two cents is mm-hmm. um and then obviously the next step is okay what am i like how am i going to respond to that and am i going to change anything about the way that i'm doing things or about the way that i am how i am in this relationship after mm-hmm. kind of filtering through the advice you've been given yeah on your own and obviously with god if you are a believer i don't know i think to be able like when you're in a relationship with jesus obviously he affects all of your choices and all of the actions you Mm -hmm. make and so at that point it's really about okay yeah how am i going to take what other people have said and apply it or not apply it to yeah my life I guess yeah that's so good that's so good and I think practically when you're taking something to Jesus mm-hmm. regardless of if you think or feel that you have a close relationship with him, like that literally doesn't matter you can still take it to Jesus mm-hmm. and he will be there wanting to receive that and help you through it give you wisdom and mm-hmm. I think just to simply offer prayer and be like hey Jesus I I'm just wondering about this or mm-hmm. I just have this going on in my life where there's a little bit of tension here and I don't know I got this piece of advice from someone I really value as a friend but then mm-hmm. it's not really sitting well with me and I'm just struggling I don't really know what to do with it I think well first of all God will speak to you in the ways that will that will get to your ears like yeah he will make himself known if you go and seek him out and exactly. you call on him he will answer he let's will. just say that he will pull through yes because <laughs> he he is a homie but anyway yes <laughs> um, i think one really practical way at least for me that mm-hmm. i'm able to hear jesus's voice uh-huh or you know it's not actually hearing a voice, mm-hmm. but he's i think he speaks through the fruit of the spirit which is something that's mentioned in the bible where it's just these nine different um, sort of concepts that the Spirit of God um, helps grow in followers of Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's love, joy, peace, patience, faithfulness, goodness, kindness, gentleness, and Mm self-control. And I think that, at least for me, God really communicates through those fruit. So let's say I'm really you know, unsure about something going on in my life and Mm -hmm. I pray about it, I think God really answers through peace for me. And so if it's like I make up my mind about something, let's say I have this deep sense of peace, Mm -hmm. even when I'm just thinking about something that I think isn't the right answer or something, but I get such a deep sense of peace, I'm like, whoa, God is affirming this thought. Or And it's a hard thing to describe because it's not just a general like, oh, I think this is what peace feels like. Like, it's like, whoa. You just know. It's like that sinks down into your toes. You know, or like that joy that you experience when you're in meaningful, genuine, loving relationship with other people. Right. And I think it's so easy to think that what friendship means in this world is knowing each other superficially or like Mm -hmm. being like go queen or like do whatever you want to do and like that kind of stuff but like meaningful deep relationship is so life-giving and you feel like you mentioned earlier to be known by your community Mm -hmm. like you'll sometimes people can know you without knowing you at all and you're like whoa Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm close to these people but I still feel like they don't know me Mm -hmm. and I think that 
people need to know that there's more to community out there where you can feel known and you can feel seen and completely accepted for who you are. And if you're not feeling completely accepted for who you are, like in any community that you happen to be in, either give it more time and you will get closer Mm -hmm. and don't like just blow them, like cut them out of your life because it's not working out in the moment. But there is deep community out there where you can feel that way. And everyone should find a community where they feel that way. Because right. if you can't be yourself, then you're you're not going to get relevant advice or you're not going to yeah. be able to actually walk through life. Like, that's the whole point of small groups and Christian communities is to quote-unquote walk through life together. Like, that's yeah. what they mean by it, where yeah. you're actually showing who you, act, who you are and living in the freedom of that. Right. And so I think... I don't even know where this tangent that I'm talking about is going, but mm-hmm. to be um, to know that you have a safe space in talking to Jesus about things, mm-hmm. and that He only gives peace. And if you're feeling such ickiness or like gabbiness, yeah, like say, or yeah. just something doesn't sit right, either that's you know that's the Spirit helping yeah. you out, being like, hey, you're right, like you're not crazy for feeling sort of weird about this, exactly, and talk to people that you really do trust. Yes. And even if you're not close, like people whose opinions or values or lifestyles or things that you really look up to and you yes. want to emulate in your own life. Mm-hmm. And odds are that person will be so down to talk and mm-hmm. listen mm-hmm. and offer advice and stuff like that. Exactly. So community. Community. There are so many things in the Bible that's, that talk about the power of being in community, but, um, one passage in particular. It comes from Ecclesiastes um, 4, verses 9 to 12. And it says, Two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Fascism! <laughs> oh no, that's so good though. Word of the Lord. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, obviously, this can speak to a really a marriage relationship yeah. where it's two people. Yeah. But this, I think, this really speaks to the power of just being in relationship with other people, mm-hmm. and to, I mean, yeah, a part of being human and our time on this earth is to really invest in relationship with other people i've been sharing with my friends too lately how i felt a little convicted going into this year wanting to invest more generously into my relationships Mm. and i read um it was like a verse of the day one day on the bible app and it's second corinthians 9 7 no 9 6 through 8 which is actually second Corinthians 9 8 is our family's Bible verse of the year (gasps) so hey hey hey. but this passage is called generosity encouraged and it says remember this whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will also reap generously each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work 
And I think mm. it can be talking about financial generosity and stuff, but I think it's so applicable to relational generosity yes. and not being afraid to invest in the people around you. And let's just say that, well, first of all, we're not saying that you can't have such a meaningful alone time with God because both of us, right. we live mm. on that stuff like mm-hmm. in our whole family. Like it's such an important thing mm-hmm. and you cannot neglect that either. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, when one per- broken person comes into a relationship with another broken person and then you add five broken people and then you have a hundred broken people, which is what the church is. Right. Then it's going to be messy and it's going to be complicated and you're going to get hurt yeah. and people are going to hurt each other regardless of it's, if it was intentional or not. That's just the reality of living in our world. That's the risk that you're taking when you come into community with another person. Right. By being vulnerable, you risk someone taking advantage of the vulnerability. If you're, mm-hmm. yeah, if you share what you're going through at that moment, you risk someone not seeing who you are and completely misunderstanding you. There's always a risk, mm-hmm. but the reward that you will get, mm-hmm. if you if you sow generously, you will reap generously. But yes. if you don't sow generously, how can you expect mm-hmm. to get meaningful relationship that fills your cup out of that? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a risky jump yeah. and it's a leap of faith yeah. when you enter into community yeah. because it's inevitable that two imperfect people are going to have conflict Mm -hmm. but that's the beauty of being human Mm -hmm. that's inevitable and that's how you get closer to friends is when you resolve arguments yeah when you disagree but then you are able to still see each other and have a healthy dialogue about controversial subjects Mm -hmm. and then help each other to look at things with more love and more grace and just learn from each other in that way and so i think that's another thing that we want out of this podcast honestly is for like we have the way we think about the world and then people who listen will have and they might disagree with stuff we're saying Mm -hmm. but already it's so crazy how people have like dm'd us being like whoa i'm actually atheist or whatever yeah yeah i think about it this way and to just be like that's so great yeah maybe this opens doors for more conversations exactly and if you disagree that is so cool because then you can talk about that and you can be like what what life experiences have you had that have made you feel think this way and stuff like that right and to respect those but then to also move forward together wanting more love and more grace and more healing just Mm -hmm. in relationship Mm because that's what god calls us to do okay let me just say too like, shout out to Luna and Nathan, my friends, for really encouraging us to record today. Yes! And Isabel and Matthew, because... Oh, and Linda. Oh, and, <laughs> and Linda, our <laughs> top <laughs> listener. Our top <laughs> listener. Yeah. But thank you, guys. Come on, <laughs> For, yes, just being encouraging. This is recording right yeah. I think one other, th- uh, one other thing before we move on to the... Next topic, I think a combination of what you were saying and then and then the whole idea of community and the way mm-hmm. that we kind of know that maybe God is speaking to us and giving us more clarity and more answers. Um, and I remember we've talked about this a lot before and you mentioned it to me, but this whole idea about how so many of the times God can and God will speak to us through the people that he amen sister, yeah sister. can i tell the story really quick oh yes the yes. anecdote okay yes. so there's this story that so our dad's a pastor and so he is like oh this is a story the pastors like to tell so <laughs> this is the story basically there's this guy and he's stranded because there's a flood and so he's stranded on the roof of his house 
and the water's all around him. There's nowhere to go. And he is crying out to God. He's like, God, save me from this situation. I have nowhere to go. Please help me. Please rescue me. And then while he's praying so fervently, there's a boat that goes by, like a rescue boat. And the boat's like, hey, yo, we're here to rescue you. Come down. We'll get you out of here. And the guy's like, no, sorry. I'm busy praying to God. Like, I'm just going to wait for God to get me out of this situation. I don't need your help because God is going to help me. And that person's like, I mean, but we have to go, but you I know, failed. Sure? <laughs> and then that person's like, yeah, no, no, no. I'm waiting for God. Go ahead. And that person's yeah. like, okay, we have to go rescue other people. So then it leaves. Yeah. And then the person goes back to praying. They're like, God, please send your spirit. Rescue me from this situation. And then a helicopter happens to fly by. And the helicopter's <laughs> like, yo, we're here to rescue you. And that person's like, oh, no thanks. Like, I'm waiting for God to rescue me. I'm, don't worry. And then that helicopter's like, are you sure? And then the helicopter leaves. And that person's like, God, God. And then eventually they die. And then let's say they go to heaven. And then they're there and they're like, God, yeah. why didn't you rescue me from that situation? Like, I was calling out to you. I was praying so much. Why didn't you answer me? And then God was like, what do you think the boat was for? What do you think the <laughs> helicopter was for? Hello, I was answering your prayers. Exactly. And that person's just like, oh, that was actually God working through this world that he created. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. That's a really good anecdote, honestly. That illustrates a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, that whole idea of just really making sure that you... First of all, um, seek a community because I think sometimes it's really easy to, honestly for me too, it took me a long time to um, quote, step out of my comfort zone, to be like, I'm going to join a small group. Pluck up the courage, put yourself out there. Exactly. Um, and especially in this in this time of my life where it's, I'm still in school, but then it's the post undergrad time and whatnot. There's so many excuses to not do it. There's so many. And, and all these relationships are in a constant shift and nothing ever stays the same and so or like you try out one small group and you're like and eh, didn't really feel it right. you go to a different small group and you're like mm, they're not really my type of people and then you're like well i tried exactly and then you give up like no right exactly and i think there's so many verses in the bible that talk about the importance of being in community and how just so many good things come out of being in a community mm-hmm. where i don't know just to name a couple just when you're in isolation that's when a lot of the times um, the enemy can really come and attack you and there's not, like, you feel like you're just alone. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you're not alone because obviously God is always with you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, being in a community, I feel like that just helps to solidify things even more where it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, these people can help me. We can all encourage one another to pursue Christ together and support each other, pray for one another, listen to one another's sorrows and wins and all of those things. And so I think then another aspect of being in community is to really um, listen to what people have to say when they have something to say. And so for example, I guess going back to relationships and singleness, Mm -hmm. I remember that conversation that we had, and obviously not to share the details, but um, it was back at home last year during mm-hmm. the pandemic, and it was so random because I think we were just having breakfast, like it was a bagel day or something, mm-hmm. and then that Shout was kind of a time. The rose. Yes, I think there was a time when I this was a good half year before my relationship ended, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. obviously re- romantic relationships too, I think a lot of people experience obviously the ebbs and flows, sometimes yeah. you feel really really close to that person and sometimes you know, you have your doubts, it's like, oh, okay 
you know, yeah. I wonder, are we going to get married, whatever? Yeah. And so I think I was in that time um, of having some, not doubts, but just, you know, being in long yeah. distance and just, okay, is this actually going to work out for the long term? For sure. And I remember having a conversation with you. And it was honestly just so eye-opening because, and it was really emotional, and I don't think either of us expected for both of us to get emotional at that time of the day, but I think that was really eye-opening for me to hear, like for my sister Mm. and my best friend to say that thing, I think that really helped me, and obviously after that, I was still in my relationship, Um, but I think to hear you say, obviously, how much you really, really like Mm. the guy I was with and like you really got along with him I was myself when I was around him all of these good things but something just always it was just like yeah a a deep sense where I was like you know what your husband Mm -hmm. he's gonna be crazy amazing without a doubt I'll look at my future brother-in-law and I'll be like (laughs) dang that's a man of God yeah and since I lacked that with your last relationship. Yeah. Despite the fact that he was an amazing guy too. And I yes. really, yeah, like you said, I really liked him. Yeah. That is something, yeah, I shared with you. And I didn't even know that it impacted you that greatly. Right. Like, I thought I was saying something you already knew. And <laughs> <laughs> just why communication is important. Exactly. And honestly, I think I really did know it already too, mm-hmm. deep down. But I think that's where it's so important to have people who you trust and people yeah. who um, know these intimate things about your life where you know that the things that they're going to say to you are really, really for you. And so I think, Amen. yeah, I think through that and obviously so many other conversations we've had and with mommy and daddy and with my close friends, mm-hmm. I think yeah, all of that really were, it was different ways that God was just giving me clarity time and time again. And then all of that led up to the time when we actually did decide to decide to end our relationship and that time it was honestly you know obviously so difficult yeah after three and a half years yeah. and I always tell this to all of my close friends but I think that that really the deep piece like you were mentioning before that it's just like I couldn't explain I couldn't I can't articulate in words how that really really feels but I think after both him and I yeah made that decision to yeah yeah to go our separate ways yeah that's hard i mean yeah that's going through heartbreak and that's something that it's not something that you're like i'm gonna have joy and peace and love from this like no that's just a thing that happens in life exactly and the fact that you felt that deep peace it's peace where it's this contentment amidst really, really chaotic circumstances, if that makes sense, where you just feel this deep grief and this deep loss in your heart mm-hmm. for, let's say, in this situation, like someone you deeply, deeply cared for. But yeah, that deep peace that really, I guess, transcends all understanding, where it's just you can't really put a finger on it, you can't really put it into words, because words are really not enough. I think, I think just going back to be able to um, have people that you trust and to really, really be um, receptive to what they have to say. Yeah. Um, I think all of those factors, it comes down to, okay, what is God speaking to me? 
and to recognize that a lot of the times he really speaks through the people he he has placed in our lives and that we really consider to be our most trusted our most close people yeah because god can really reveal himself and speak to you in so many different ways it's it's very um so many bountiful unending ways thanks so much for listening to another episode of the slow sip to end this episode we would like to just share some words of encouragement this is from first peter 4 verses 8 through 11. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ.